the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. Run your law firm the right way. This is the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. I'm Jim Hacking. And I'm Tyson Mutrix. What's up, Jimmy? Oh, Tyson, it's a beautiful fall day. I'm loving this weather. We got all our Halloween decorations up. We've I was at home yesterday working and uh, the pool's still open. So um, I have a ton of trees around our pool. So I emptied out the pool three times of leaves, but everything's good. Nice. So we, so we were in the pool last night. It's nice and warm. It feels fantastic. We did, Amy keeps giving me crap because I, we don't have the Halloween up and my job is to bring it up. So I think tonight we're going to have to do that. So we're, we're, we're behind the curve. We're usually way ahead when it comes to Halloween or behind, but we'll get there. So just for the record at our house, we have a, a very clear delineation between weekend projects and weekday projects. So one of the best ways I have of keeping my daughter at bay with all of her antics is to say, that's a weekend project. So we did ours two Sundays ago. So Halloween stuff, that's a complete weekend project, I'm guessing. For sure. That took about three hours. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not a short process. All right. So do you want to interview or not interview, introduce our guest today? Our guest today is Vivica Hess, and I'm really excited about having her on the show. She's a lawyer and she's also an expert in social media. She has an office in San Diego, which, you know, is my happy place. So Vivica, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So Vivica, tell us about your journey, your story, and how you got to where you are now. Sure. But just for the record, we're behind curve too, and we're still surfing out here in California, just, just to let you know. Oh, nice. <laughs> and then, now you're just bragging. Yeah, I am. I sure am. My journey. Um, you know, I, uh, I grew up in Sweden to, to go way back. I uh, moved over to California and decided to go to college here. And I didn't want to pay out-of-state tuition, so I uh, decided I was going to work here in California for a year, established that in-state residency, taught skiing for a year, turned into four years. I was ready for school, went to college here, went to law school here. And then I practiced for nearly eight years in estate planning, transactional work. And uh, when we hit 2008, 2009, uh, we started hitting some hard economic times here in the U.S., and uh, I suggested to the partners in the firm that we, uh, we establish some sort of 
online presence. We had no website, no really no online presence at that point at all. And so uh, one of the partners said, sure, take it away. <laughs> I hadn't really thought about myself doing that. You know, law school didn't teach us much about social media or really business development. So, so I sort of stepped back from client interactions and I took on uh, establishing that presence of website and social media. And I realized that establishing any sort of a resonance with people you haven't even had a face-to-face meeting with uh, was something I, I really love doing. Just the psychology of those communications and, and you know, how do you touch somebody? How do you reach somebody uh, online? And so uh, when the door started closing to that firm a few years later, the founding partner decided it was time to retire. I pulled back and, and uh, gave it some thought and I started a marketing agency, an online marketing agency. And uh, had absolutely no clue what I was doing, of course, uh, for the first period. So learned a lot of my own there. But after a few years, after catering to a lot of different industries, I decided, okay, time to to really work with a group that I know pretty well, which are lawyers and law firms. And I also worked with some, uh, tended to work with the regulated industries because of my legal background, but also public agencies, which, you know, I, I wore a very different hat there because that obviously wasn't for-profit that was really more of an educational and awareness building campaign. But here I am now working primarily with lawyers, law firms, and uh, truth be told, last few years have focused uh, very much on LinkedIn campaigns and nurturing and engagement. Um, seems to be going really well. So that's, that's part of my story. I could go on, but uh, I'll let you guys have some, some uh, more airtime here. We appreciate that because sometimes we have guests who just sort of view us as a nuisance and just talk for a half hour straight. So thank you for helping us break <laughs> well, it you up. are, Jim, to be fair, you are a little bit of a nuisance, okay? Just yeah, <laughs> All right. So, Vivica, take us back to 2008. Your partners, I, I love to hear about what people did in the old days. I love this website called Wayback Time Machine where you can go back and look at people's websites from whenever in periods of time. What, what, what did you do once you got those marching orders? You know, the first thing we did was establish a, a website. And so I worked, um, I mean, I had the luxury of, uh, you know, with a fairly decent budget to start up a website. And so I, I gathered a team together who really did know what they were doing. And I learned a lot from them. And so I worked back then, which I still do now. I worked with a copy and the positioning and the branding and the personality, you know, developing that. And they put it on a website. And I remember back then, 2008, right? <laughs> That's going back a ways. Those websites, we decided we we're going to have a video embedded on the front, uh, you know, front and center above the fold on that website. And the website, uh, the, the video just lagged. It just, you know, it was a few minutes and then it got static and then it was pixelated. And then, and then you heard a few more words and it was a horrible experience. But back then it wasn't, you know, it wasn't streaming quite as smoothly, but you know, I think, I think the thing that I fell in love with back then, which I still, I mean, that's my passion point is really developing the personality and what is that red thread? What is unique to an attorney? Um, you guys might've noticed as well that it's a fairly competitive market <laughs> to say the least. So, uh, so developing that personality, it's really the only thing you can compete on uh, and blow everyone away. I mean, we all have a story and my job is to figure out what that story is and to whatever extent somebody feels comfortable sharing, you know, personal areas or personality that that's where I want to dig in. And that's where I feel that we should really focus on setting ourselves apart. So 
so that's always been my strength, always my passion. And, uh, and I did too much of that while I was lawyering. And so I'm, I'm glad I can transition and, and, you know, jump those tracks. I've, I've been super happy about that, but I also get to work still with attorneys and I know what their pain points are. And, uh, you know, it always boils down to almost always time, you know, lack of time, lack of knowledge. I mean, those two go hand in hand, right? So this is a perfect segue because that's what I wanted to ask you about was about just getting the law firm and the lawyer's story down right. And because sometimes we like to put up these walls and not 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 show the bruises, and and I think it it it's to a disadvantage. So can you how do you break through those walls with these lawyers and really get get them to tell their stories? Yeah, um, you know, a lot of times when, for example, I'm just going to kind of you know, uh, give you an example of how we kind of, how I work with attorneys. If, if for example, we're looking at, at establishing a LinkedIn campaign, we have uh, what we, what I call initially just an interview call, 45 minute call. And we dive in, I start with some sort of softball questions, you know, just basic demographics and start getting a feel for your audience and, and uh, you know, some, some very basic um, questions that people are, are completely okay sharing. And, and, you know, everybody who's, any attorney who's been practicing for any period of time will know their audience pretty well. And what I try and do is sort of slowly get in, now I'm giving away my secret sauce to the world here, but we slowly go deeper and deeper. And so we start with the audience demographics. Uh, we go into their business. And then I start diving in towards the end where they've warmed up, got to know each other, and hopefully establish some trust. Um, I start, I start, quite frankly, buying. <laughs> and so and then I ask them, you know, what's your backstory? Just kind of like you guys did with me, you know, what's, what's the backstory here? Where are you from? And, and then, um, you know, depending on what they say, I mean, there's no template as far as how that goes, but I usually sense how deep they want to go or how comfortable they are with me or sharing certain pieces of information. And so depending on the opening there, we'll go in a little bit deeper. And for the most part, um, we establish enough trust where they can share, like you said, some of those bruises. I, you know, I, I tell them I want to hear the, the top notes, but more importantly, I want to hear about your dips. You know, wh where were you? How, you know, how dark was it? And how did you pull through? How did you come out on the other end? And what did you learn from that? And um, for the attorneys that are willing to share that, uh, we can position them really, really well. And in a way that's human where other humans can connect with them. I mean, they're not just connecting with clients or customers or what have you. They're connecting with other human beings, and that's what I have to sort of always keep in mind. We're all just humans trying to get along and trying to uh, survive this, this uh, very turbulent time that we're living not, in. Right I don't think if you went on Twitter, you'd think that people were trying to get along, though. <laughs> well, I think that's part of our, our, uh, this current era and environment's uh, bruise. You know, in retrospect, we we'll look we we'll look at this and say, uh, in some situations, scenarios, political and otherwise, you know how how um, you know how volatile it was, and and uh, there are lots of ups and downs. And now in these times, I think we're going to see the best and we're going to see the worst, and uh, we just have to ride through it. And and uh, yeah, it's some some pretty troublesome times, but but there's going to be a light. Folks, it's going to be a light <laughs> at the end of the tunnel. We'll come through. We'll be stronger. We've learned a lot. We've had to be creative. I mean, look at us. We're having Zoom. I'm having Zoom calls left and right. There are certain attorneys that are thriving, certain that are really hurting. But, I mean, we've all learned so much just from this period. So we really have to try and glean whatever we can from this, this uh, sort of, yeah, tumultuous times that we're living in. I think. 
we appreciate you sharing some of your secret sauce. You'd be surprised how many people come on our show and they're like, well, there's this way to do things, but I'm not going to tell you unless you subscribe to my course. So we appreciate that. Vivica. Yeah. So I think the point you raised about showing the bruises and your vulnerability is important. You know, we have Tyson and I have a conference and we've had two of them this year. We had to cancel it. But in the first one, I gave a talk about how lawyers can adapt on YouTube. Right. And, and that was nice. And everyone was like, yeah, that's sort of, sort of nice and pleasant. But then last year I really talked about the time when I had to tell my wife, who's now my law partner, that the firm was out of money because I had taken a contingency case and a, and a pro bono case and, and I hadn't been signing up cases and we had no money. And so that really resonated with the lawyers in the room much more than me prattling on about YouTube. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. I mean, you specifically about the, the bruises and those sort of the down downsides. I mean, I mean, again, I think that, I mean, that that's what makes us human. You know, all the highlights, all the spotlights, all the, the accolades and, and everything. That's, that's great. But um, you know, you want to make sure that, that, I, you know, I usually tell people that I'm interviewing or that we're positioning, you know, you want to keep it real, not ugly. We don't need to know all the details. And most attorneys aren't, you know, they, they don't want to share the most intimate aspects of, of that downfall. But, you know, give us a sense of, of how, it, how it felt and how did you pull yourself back up? And uh, I have a very, very dear friend who's a female litigator up in Northern California, um, who's now a coach. And, you know, she... Um, she was working her tail off. She didn't have time for, for life for you know, partner kids and all that time was, was taking away. She was working hard at her practice as a litigator and uh, she was struck with, with breast cancer and um, she went in for her chemotherapy sessions. And this was, you know, I always, even when I talk about it, you know, it's, it still touches me, but she said, when I went in for my chemo treatments and realized that that felt like a vacation, it was time to shift gears and um and she did and she's a very successful coach and consultant two attorneys now but i mean these are kind of stories you know people people want to hear this and they know that we're not lawyers aren't robots they're not going about a a perfect day perfect family you know perfect environment setting i mean nobody who has real value to give has not hit hard times uh it sounded a bit awkward but you get what i'm saying here is is you know Anybody who who is of interest and of value, and uh, to me at least, you know, I know they've had hard times. I know they have a story, and uh, and that's really what's what's more interesting than anything, I think. And pe- people resonate with that, you know. Everyone has a story. Everyone's had their their downfalls, and uh, that's what makes you more human, less robotic, less lawyerly, if you will. Because I mean, there's still sort of a, that stigma attached to an attorney. Oh my gosh, I'm going to pick up the phone and, and the first minute I'm going to get billed for who knows how much. And, you know, it's, it's just that whole facade that we have and that's sort of the, the idea we have of attorneys and, and making them more human, I think is what people need more than ever, especially now during these times. Yeah. Like, I think what I hear a lot is, is that, Oh, well, I'm not very interesting. People don't want to hear what I have to say. And, and that's, that's just not true. I think we are way more in- interesting than people realize it is. And everyone's got a story. Everyone, even if you think you're the most boring average person in the world, people want to hear about you. They really do. They want to hear about your background, your backstory and all that. But I do want to shift gears a little bit. Cause I want to talk about LinkedIn. Cause I know you do the live show lawyers lunch and launch and like people like Ryan McKean, he's like, Hey, LinkedIn's a gold mine. 
And so will you talk a little bit about LinkedIn and the, the advantages of LinkedIn and a little bit about your show? I'd love to. <laughs> yeah. So, so LinkedIn is, I mean, that is the channel where most attorneys have a presence. All right. And if you look at LinkedIn, I just want to kind of go back real quick. You say, you know, how, how do you resonate with these attorneys and how do you get them to open up a little bit? Well, the first thing I do is I share a little bit about my background and some downfalls and some trepidations and, you know, dips that I had. And when I do that, then, then they feel more comfortable opening up. So that's kind of one way I do that. But Okay, let's jump back into LinkedIn here. Yeah, so everybody has a profile. Now, if you pull up at any given time, if you guys pull up 10 to 20 LinkedIn profiles, you will see the same stuff over and over. Now, I'm a little bit cynical because I deal with hundreds and hundreds of LinkedIn profiles, uh, you know, over the years. So, um, but if you look at these profiles, I mean, under their, maybe they have a banner. Most likely they have the, the LinkedIn default constellation background really sad. Maybe they have a thumbnail. If they don't have a thumbnail, come on, <laughs> you're a human being, show your face. Okay. So maybe they have a thumbnail, but then what inevitably happens is the headline, that title, right? You've got 120 characters or so, and there's a little hack I'm going to give at the end here, but um, you have 120 characters to uh, tell people what you do. And what happens is nine out of 10 times, um, LinkedIn by default will pull up your most recent experience that you have listed and use that, that it'll automatically fill it, use that as the, the headline. Okay, so tell me what associate attorney, managing partner, partner of XYZ law firm, what does that tell me? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> it's, it's a title, it doesn't, so here's sort of the three step, again, another secret sauce <laughs> formula, but here's the three steps that I tell all my attorneys. Tell me what you do, who you work with, and what is a unique value of working with you specifically. Those are the three parts. This, this headline is going to travel with you with your thumbnail uh, all over LinkedIn, whether you comment, like, engage, whatever you do. So that is, I mean, that's a takeaway. You have to change that headline because otherwise you are what? You're the default attorney. Who wants to be the default attorney? You're at the end of your runway. You're looking back going, I was a default attorney. I don't think so. To me, that's, um, you know, I feel very passionate about it. Not not that you can tell, I'm sure over here that, but, but yeah, that, that's heartbreaking to me. I mean, don't, don't do that. You know, have that reflect who you are offline in real life. You've worked really hard to build that reputation. So make sure that's reflected properly on LinkedIn or whatever channel it is. It just, you know, LinkedIn is where you have that first initial opportunity to, you know, what you do, who you work with, what is a unique value of uh, and benefits that you have to offer and that's 120 characters that's a lot to pack in there so take some time with that you know think through and it's not an easy thing to come up with you know what what is unique about what i have to offer and the mindset for most attorneys is it's a very competitive market and it's hard to get out of that rut that thinking that mindset but everyone again has a story and there's something very unique about either what you do or how you serve Think about it and put that into the title because that's kind of what, what hits everybody first when they're on LinkedIn and people will go to LinkedIn. Nowadays, they're going to LinkedIn more than ever, but even pre-pandemic, they will go to LinkedIn before your website. And I know that's, that's, that's heart crushing for some of the law firms that have spent tens of thousands of dollars on, on a, web press, a website. But as a matter of fact, if you optimize your LinkedIn profile, Google's tentacles will rank you more highly in a search than your website that you just spent 
I know a lot of money on, um, if it, it really is optimized, but people go to your LinkedIn profile because they want to get a sense of who you are. Can I trust you? Can I, can I retain you and, and know they're going to take care of my, my pain points or my desires, right? And they're going to go there first because the bios on many, not all, but on many websites, law firm websites, they sort of um, oftentimes feel a bit templated, you know, and sometimes there's a policy. If it's a big law firm, they all have to follow a certain uh, outline or, or policy on their bios. And that doesn't usually give people a really good sense of who you are. So they'll go to your LinkedIn profile. Just make sure that, um, but I say by, by analogy, I say, you know, you're not going to welcome somebody to your office with, with peeling paint, torn carpeting, broken furniture, right? You're not going to do that. So when they come to your virtual office on LinkedIn, make sure that it looks good and that it represents who you are offline in real life, that reputation you built so hard, uh, that, you know, that you spent so much time building. And um, yeah, I do feel a little bit passionate about LinkedIn and sort of positioning, but Go ahead. <laughs> you got hey, Jimmy, I, I've got some good news for Blue Shark. I'm going to give them some props because I Googled my name just now, and I, oh. you've got one, two, three links plus three videos before you get to LinkedIn, so that's good. The bad news for me is I need to work on my LinkedIn profile. Yeah, but it is on the first page, no doubt. Yeah, Obviously, you guys are pretty active online, so I'm not surprised that there, there's a lot there before LinkedIn, but for the mo most part, attorneys don't have all that time to, to – uh, do and they don't have the savvy that you guys do to to really position yourselves let's take a break for a word from our sponsor thanks for our sponsor smith ai smith ai is a superior receptionist service for law firms trusted by many maximum lawyers including me at my immigration practice the hacking law practice smith ai's friendly us-based receptionists respond to potential clients in english or spanish they screen and schedule new leads and they even take payment for our consults best part is they don't just handle these conversations via phone they also have live agents and chatbots capturing leads on our website through their chat widget. They serve as our friendly gatekeepers while my team and I work uninterrupted. We get new clients and we get work done. How awesome is that? If you're in a solo or small firm, I know you'll appreciate this. Smith AI now offers 24-7 virtual receptionist service, answering calls, website chats, texts, and Facebook messages. Plans start at just $70 a month for calls and $100 a month for chats. They even offer a totally free chatbot, so there's no excuse in that chatbot's pretty sweet. Try Smith AI today and see for yourself why attorneys like me say Smith AI receptionists are the secret to business growth. Smith AI offers a free trial and maximum lawyer listeners get an extra $100 discount code with promo code MAXLAW100. That's M-A-X-L-A-W-1-0-0. Sign up and learn more at www.smithai. Trust me when I say don't let another day go by. Try Smith AI. Good job, Jimmy. All right. So, Vivica, when most lawyers I know talk about LinkedIn, they bemoan the fact that Every day, spammers send them a connection request, and then they say, hey, Vivica, I see that you and I both passed through Wichita, Kansas at one point in our lives, and I think there'd be a great opportunity for us to work together. What do you say? And, and then they just, you know, that's just sort of LinkedIn overwhelm. What do, you, what do you tell lawyers who, like, push back on whether or not spending time on LinkedIn is even worthwhile? Yeah, I, you know, I have sort of mixed feelings about it. Um, I mean, there, there are all these bots, all these programs now, which, uh, of course, LinkedIn is, is, doesn't really approve of. I mean, that automates some of the messaging there. And that's something we have to be really careful about. Um, you know, I, I'd say that using any sort of the automation tools out there uh, indiscriminately, um, there's a lot to be said about automation in your processes, but I always say the messaging must be personal. So keep the, the messaging personal, 
the processes you can to a great extent automate. And I say, I mean, the, every attorney knows, knows their audience. They can paint oftentimes a very vivid picture about their, of their ideal client, their avatar, if you will. And, you know, one of the first conversations we have, like I said, in this interview call that I have with attorneys is, you know, describe to me your audience. I mean, kind of dive deeper and deeper in detail. Tell me, tell me what do they do on their free time? What do they read? What are their trade journals? What are, what are their passion points outside of their business? You know, whatever they're, they're trying to help them with. And I mean, LinkedIn, once we dive into that pool of prospective clients for an attorney, you know, that's what we need to find. And, 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 you know, thanks to things like sales navigator, which is sort of a premium level of LinkedIn, you can get very, very granular. And so I would push heavily for people that want to use LinkedIn as their platform to reach out to prospective clients to take a look at sales navigator, because the fact that it allows you to get very granular in your searches means that you're going to be more respectful of, you know, a niched, super niched, super focused group that you're going to reach out to. And um, so that's all part of the, the formula that goes into having sort of a successful campaign is let's not hit up thousands. You don't need thousands of clients, right? You don't even need hundreds of clients. Most of the attorneys I speak to would be ecstatic to have five to five to 10 new clients, you know, every month or every other month, depending on what kind of law they practice and, and can take on. And some of those cycles are much longer, obviously, than, than certain practice areas. But I say, let's, let's dive in. Let's look at a pool of, of 10 ideal clients. Let's use Sales Navigator, dive in. Let's find some of the, the commonalities, the, the characteristics that are sort of what you find for your region to be uh, very successful, uh, perfect clients. And then we'll, we'll uh, personalize the messaging to them and we'll just, we'll hit up 10, 10 to 20 or so uh, on a weekly basis. But I find that that's kind of what the sweet spot is. And people will know right away, especially now we're all online. They will know immediately if it's all automated. I had somebody just a few months ago, this is, I mean, I use this as an example. Somebody hits me up and says, Hey, I see you're really interested in, in uh, real estate in New Zealand. And I thought to myself, Will you take a look at my profile? <laughs> what on that profile says I'm interested in possibly purchasing real estate in New Zealand? I mean, or you know, I see we have some common uh, common acquaintances. Really, who? Why? What's what's the commonality? Tell me. And so, so what I would say is, stay away from the the you know the automation two thousands. Pick pick ten. And look at their profiles and take a few minutes to say, here's what caught my attention about your profile. Here's what I have, you know, here's how I serve. And I think, you know, it might be a good match. Let's, let's uh, get on a call, you know, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't hit them up for, for a call or a meeting or anything right off the bat. I mean, build a rapport, see if they're interested, but yeah, don't hit up the hundreds and hundreds and thousands and, and use full-blown automation. There is a place for automation. I will say that, but, but I would say, you know, just start off with 10 to 20 and, and actually look at their profile. Give them something that's, that's personal and, and not a, a template. We're tired of being treated like, like templates and, and bots all over the place. So, I mean, my, my inbox, my text, uh, I, I get something every day now. I don't know where it comes from, but I just get hit up on, I don't know how many texts. And I never gave them permission. I'm really tired of that. <laughs> oh, me too. Especially with, I'm getting hit by both sides of, of, of the presidential campaign. It's yes. crazy to me. And it is driving me freaking batty. It's, I think well, I'm doing it for me. my husband. It says, oh, hi, Gordon. My husband. I'm like, wait, first, I'm not Gordon. I'm me. <laughs> 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 Lions right here, you know. But yeah, both sides, right. 
Yeah, they're missing the mark. So, all right, well, I, I could I could talk to you all day, Vivica, but yeah. we do have to wrap things up. Before I do, I want to remind everyone to go to maxlawguild.com. We've got the link set up, maxlawguild.com, if you want to join us in the guild. A lot of great people there. Also, if you don't mind just taking a few seconds at the end of this episode to give us a five-star review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast, we would greatly appreciate it. Jimbo, what's your hack of the week? So my hack of the week is to find some white space, some mental space. Give yourself some time alone. It could be outside, especially in this nice fall weather. It could just be sitting in your house and just thinking. I think that we are all running around so often. Our phones are driving us crazy. We're getting way too many dopamine hits from all the dings and pings and all the messages that we get. And that if we can, if we can cut some of that stuff out, the space that will arise will give us the motivation and the ability to move forward. So just try to find 10 or 15 minutes a day of just uninterrupted space where you don't have to do anything. You don't have to achieve anything. You just sort of be. Good advice, Jimbo. Vivica, we always ask our guests to give a tip or a hack. Do you have a tip or a hack for us? Yes, I do. Uh, once you're done with your 15 minute meditation, I, Totally agree with that. Um, and I, I try and have 10 minutes every morning. But when, once you're done with that, you're ready to get going with your, with your business day here and your, your uh, practice. One of the things I talked about here and focused on was uh, the headline of your LinkedIn profile. And you might have noticed that I said it's about 120 characters or so. And uh, you can make it. That's obviously a desktop when you're creating that headline. That's what you're limited to. But if for some reason, this is te a tempered hack. Um, don't go crazy with it, but you can actually go beyond 120 characters if you create and, and uh, update that headline on your mobile, on your phone. Um, I'm not sure what the limit is, but it's quite a bit more. What I would say is there's a reason it's 120 characters. They want you to be concise. They want it to be short, easy to digest for any viewer. So, but if there are you know, a few words that goes beyond 120 and it really just sort of, you know, optimizes and explains what you have to offer and, and, you know, what sets you apart, then go for it. You know, add those extra words in, but you can go beyond 120 characters. If you create it on your mobile, that said, don't go crazy with it. People want short, easy to digest and thoughtful. Okay. So that's, that's my hack. I'm sure uh, LinkedIn might not appreciate that, but <laughs> they've allowed it. So there's a reason for that too. That's a great little hack. I like that. Uh, that's really good. So Jimbo, do you remember the question I kept asking guild members yesterday by chance during our call? Is it on your calendar? Right. Oh, right. So we set these goals constantly. Okay. Should we, you know, I, I want to do this in the next 12 weeks or I want to do this every day or I want to do that. And then they don't put it on their calendar. So it never gets done or at the end of whatever period it is, they only get part of it done. So my tip is to, Put it on your calendar. If you have something that you want to get done or something that you want to be regularly be doing, put it on your calendar. For example, let's say you want to shoot videos every day. Carve out 30 minutes or 15 minutes or 10 minutes, however long it takes you to shoot that video, put it on your calendar every day and then shoot the damn video. So that is my tip of the week. Get it on the calendar. Vivica, thank you so much for coming on. This has been a lot of fun. I learned a lot. And Jimmy, you've waving your fingers, so go ahead. We forgot to ask Vivica how people can get a hold of Oh, her. yes. Go for it. 
Yeah. Well, the, the best way, obviously, is to reach out to me on LinkedIn, Viveka Hess, V-I-V-E-C-A-H-E-S-S. And I am working, if I might do a sort of a shameful plug here, but I am working on putting together a mini course. It's sort of a pocket type product, as I call it. It's called LinkedIn Leveraged Lawyers. And I'm putting sort of final touches. LinkedIn is rolling out new features all the time. So um, hopefully I'll have that uh, completed in the next few weeks. And I'll be putting that out on, on LinkedIn as well. But feel free to reach out to me. Uh, I don't bill by the five-minute increments. Completely complimentary and a very passionate conversation with you about how to position yourself on LinkedIn. So thanks so much, guys, for having me. I, I really appreciate it. And uh, I'm going to go do my meditation now. I love it. Thank you, Vivica. Have a great week. Bye, guys. Thanks. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your hosts and to access more content, go to MaximumLawyer.com. Have a great week and catch you next time.